Well, hello. I know this second episode I've been, like, doing over a couple days. Not much is going on with me right now. Okay, I think this time I'm going to talk about each service and what are the pros and cons behind these services. Uh, like DoorDash, pro orders come back to back, back to back. Sometimes three orders at a time. Con to it is most of the time the orders are really low paying. Uh, pro to it, if you get a customer who doesn't tip, who's rude to you, they have a frowny face, smiley face rating. You give them a frowny face and you explain why. You got many options or you can type in your own. Or if they're a great customer, you give them a smiley face and you can explain why with one of the uh, pre-made sentences that are already there. Or you can put in your own information there. The great thing about these services though, they pay every week. DoorDash always pays out on Tuesday, uh, Postmates Tuesday, Instacart on Wednesdays, Grubhub's on Thursdays, and if you have a fast guy system in your area, they pay out every Friday. I know, I wish there was someone that paid out on Monday, that'd be a great thing, but they don't. Um, with Grubhub, they have what is called a uh, level program. So based on how many orders you do per week is what level you're at. And what level you're at pays, your pay goes up. So where you're in your first like week of Grubhub, and until you hit 20 orders that week, you, you stay at the lowest base, which is like, you'll get orders that are between $3 and $9. Once you hit that 20, the following week, you'll start getting the next level orders. During the next level orders, they start off probably around $5 to $27. I haven't been to the next level up above that, but I'm guessing it's probably, those orders probably range between like $15 and $50 an order. The only thing I don't like about Grubhub is there's a big like gap of space of time in between orders sometimes. Also, when you're on your way to deliver the order, it could end up being a double order. You'll get an order on your way to drop off. So you're ready and set up for the next order. And sometimes you'll get like, uh, you'll get to a restaurant and they'll add three more orders for that restaurant, which is amazing. But there's also times where they'll add um, orders for restaurants in the same vicinity and then you gotta go pick it from there. And unless you have a good hot bag, the customer's food's gonna get cold. I don't like that. So what I would suggest is that you, you find some really good bags 
You can find a bag for drinks, put a drink holder in there. Amazing. I have two of those, so I can pick up like eight drinks at a time. There are some orders that are super fun, some orders not so fun. Like I've been to like a Buffalo Wild Wings, I'm there and I'm getting paid like $20 for the first order. And then it'll, tack, it'll say, would you like to take the second one for like anywhere between two and five dollars. Not a bad thing, not a great thing. Those people do not tip. It'd be great, but they don't. Um, with Postmates, the only thing annoying about Postmates is their ringtones. And it takes forever to get an order from them. With them, though, they give you a, a heat map, so you want to try to be within that section where they're working for the day. If not, you're not going to get any orders. With Grubhub, I love their ringtone they have because it like it's like a bell ringing. Like, here's dinner. Instacart I enjoy because they give you multiple options. They give you a whole list of orders and you can pick what orders you want to do. Well, hello. I know this second episode I've been like doing over a couple days. Not much is going on with me right now. Okay, I think this time I'm going to talk about each service and what are the pros and cons behind these services. Uh, like DoorDash, pro orders come back to back, back to back. Sometimes three orders at a time. Con to it is most of the time the orders are really low paying. Uh, pro to it, if you get a customer who doesn't tip, who's rude to you, they have a frowny face, smiley face rating. You give them a frowny face and you explain why. You got many options or you can type in your own. Or if they're a great customer, you give them a smiley face and you can explain why with one of the uh, pre-made sentences that are already there. Or you can put in your own information there. The great thing about these services though, they pay every week. DoorDash always pays out on Tuesday, uh, Postmates Tuesday, Instacart on Wednesdays, Grubhub's on Thursdays, and if you have a fast guy system in your area, they pay out every Friday. I know, I wish there was someone that paid out on Monday, that'd be a great thing, but they don't. Um, with Grubhub, they have what is called a uh, level program. So based on how many orders you do per week is what level you're at. And what level you're at pays, your pay goes up. So where you're in your first like week of Grubhub, and until you hit 20 orders that week, you, you stay at the lowest base, which is like, you'll get orders that are 
between $3 and $9. Once you hit that 20, the following week, you'll start getting the next level orders. During the next level orders, they start off right around $5 to $27. I haven't been to the next level up above that, but I'm guessing it's probably those orders probably range between like $15 and $50 an order. The only thing I don't like about Grubhub is there's a big like gap of space of time in between orders sometimes. Also, when you're on your way to deliver an order, it could end up being a double order. You'll get an order on your way to drop off. So you're ready and set up for the next order. And sometimes you'll get like, uh, you'll get to a restaurant and they'll add three more orders for that restaurant, which is amazing. But there's also times where they'll add um, orders for restaurants in the same vicinity and then you go pick it from there. And unless you have a good hot bag, the customer's food's gonna get cold. I don't like that. So what I would suggest is that if you find some really good bags, if you can find a bag for drinks, put a drink holder in there, amazing. I have two of those, so I can pick up like eight drinks at a time. There are some orders that are super fun, some orders not so fun. Like I've been to like a Buffalo Wild Wings, and I'm there, and I'm getting paid like twenty dollars for the first order, and then it'll tack, it'll say, "Would you like to take the second one for like anywhere between two and five dollars?" Not a bad thing, not a great thing. Those people do not tip. It'd be great, but they don't. Um, with Postmates, the only thing annoying about Postmates is their ringtones. And it takes forever to get an order from them. With them, though, they give you a, a heat map, so you want to try to be within that section where they're working for the day. If not, you're not going to get any orders. With Grubhub, I love their ringtone they have. Because it like, it's like a bell ringing. Like, here's dinner. Instacart I enjoy. Because they give you multiple options. They give you a whole list of orders. And you can pick what orders you want to do. Also, at my age, this pandemic really does not terrify me. I mean, if I get sick and I die, I die. I have no regrets in life. I accept my fate. If I survive this, then I'm a survivor. All I know is with this, I will never allow myself to become a victim. case you guys aren't paying attention or understanding right now I'm out driving I'm on my way to work at this restaurant that I cannot name 
because I don't want to be sued for defamation of character. Because I know sooner or later they'll find out about my podcast and ask me to stop talking about them. So I won't ever mention their name. Oh, what's to do with me? Have you ever had those moments where, like, you just went through a breakup with someone? But, yeah, you've been a friend to them regardless. And then you decide that you're going to clean up your Facebook friend list of people you don't even just talk to anymore. And this, you're ex-significant other has removed you as a friend on Facebook even though you have a lot to do with each other and you have to communicate with each other they remove you because here's their excuse that they didn't want you to see any posts that they were posting about a new relationship that they're in I told this person that all you had to do was exclude your post that you're posting about your relationship so I don't see it you don't have to exclude me personally from your Facebook you don't have to unfriend me but since you did that's on you that's your problem and then I proceeded to tell them even though I was playing a low game at this point that you're okay with them being in a relationship because you're already in another relationship. Yes, it was probably pointless. But it was fun. Well, here's the point I'm making with this. Um, and then, like, I see the first video and I was totally impressed with this new young group. It's a family. And they're called Liliac. I've never heard somebody do covers so great. And then just recently they launched their first ever original song. Which was pretty amazing itself. I like the underground, unsigned, reckless groups out there. They get picked up and get signed and move on to better, greater things. I've seen the early development of good bands like Slipknot, Vernaculous, um, and then uh, what's another good one? Idol Apathy. There was so many amazing groups back in the 90s late 90s when I was working at a doing promotions and for some amazing bands like there was a band called Downshift amazing group but at the time I wasn't working with them I was working with a girl band called Not A Doxy which if you don't understand Greek it means not a whore yeah what a name to pick for a girl band also, then I was work. I wanted to work with a this amazing band that went on to get big on their own. 
even though I was really close to them, they're called emphatic. Emphatic was amazing. If you guys have time, go look up some of their original songs on YouTube, like In My Head and Back Home, where their original, you know, strong willed music back when they were underground. And this this other young man that contacted me has a band and they're called Jordan Red. Amazing group. And then then within the same day I get contacted by another amazing group that I would love to work with. And this band is called Doctrine Automata. Another, they kind of remind me of like an early, like Metallica type group. Amazing sound, perfect sound. I love a good band that has the just the right, the right uh, feel to them. Hello, all. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Dasher. Today I'm going to talk about all the projects I'm working on, who I'm working with, and why I'm working with them. Just as recently, a couple months ago, I started working with a band, amazing band, amazing singer named Chris, from a band called Manifest. He reached out to me after I got his free CD on Facebook. Facebook great resource for selling and giving out new products. Good place to test them. But I've been following along. He messaged me one day in an email and he requested that I go on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and a few other gems to uh, help promote his new album. When I went on Spotify, he was maybe at 1,500 viewers. He asked me to write a review, so I write this small raving review about his band, Manifest. Next thing I know, he's sending me a message. Overnight, in less than eight hours, he jumped from like 1,200 viewers to over 10,000 viewers. And he thanked me for all my kind words that I had about his group. The next thing I know, a week or two goes by, and then I get contacted by this other great band called Throw the Fight. I haven't got to listen to all their music as of late, but their music is pretty amazing. And then like two or three days go by, and then I hear from this young man, amazing group too. The main thing that this podcast is doing for me, since some people like to refer to me, some of my friends refer to me as the mad Irish Viking, 
oh yeah, I said Irish Viking, because I descend from Vikings of Norway and Iceland. Also, our family has a lot of Irish in it. And every once in a while, when I'm really mad, that Irish side really comes out. Oh shit, I ain't painting. Okay, now I'm gonna teach you about something you didn't know about. Like, do you know energies can be, a, energy drinks can be a tax deduction as a business expense? So, here's the scenario. You're out driving around, you're getting tired, you need a little boost of energy so you don't fall asleep at the wheel and kill somebody. When you stop at that gas station, you get gas, you get your energy drinks, you get a slice of pizza, those are all tax deductions because it's a meal that you're purchasing as a work expense. It's like if you were to go out for like a business lunch with a business partner and you bought lunch, it's a tax deduction. You can write it off as an expense. And that's how you can get a deduction on energy drinks. It's a caffeinated beverage that helps you function while you're out driving around for long periods of hours. If you did not know that. So if you're out, you're doing delivery, I would suggest Red Bull, Monster, even Rain is pretty good. There's so many varieties out there. Did you know they now have pouches, like tobacco pouches, but have coffee grounds in them? So you're getting a straight nick, I mean, caffeine into your system by sucking on these coffee grounds. They soak into your system the same way that tobacco would, through the gums. Sorry, excuse me, somewhat got a cold. But there's so many people, I mean, things people don't realize that are considered deductions. Especially if you use apps like Stripe. Stride, you can link your bank account to it, and anytime you make a purchase for gas, it gives you a tax credit. Did not know that, did you? Stride also provides other things too. You, through Stride, you can purchase health insurance. Did you know working for companies like DoorDash, Postmates, Instacart, Uber, and them, they insure you. So if you get in an accident, they pay a lot of your medical benefits. If your car gets damaged, they can get you discounts at different places to have your car fixed so you can get back out there and work. Because they need you out there working because when you're out there working, you're making them money and they're making you money. There are great companies out there you can just not do anything and still get major money. There's companies that will pay you to put a sticker on your car for say like companies like Mountain Dew, Red Bull, Monster Energy Drink. They're vinyl stickers. 
you can put them on, pull them off anytime. And they will send you checks up to like $500 a month. I think that's pretty good. That's an extra income that you won't have. Everybody's talking about this stimulus. I don't care about stimulus because it doesn't affect me. Because as a hardworking parent, I, I pay child support. And from that child support, I pay health care for that child. So because at one point I was caught up when I went to divorce my first wife, the judge tacked on an extra seven grand, which put me in the hole seven grand. I thought it was rude, unprofessional, and so did my ex-wife at the time because I was all caught up. I was taking care of things. So since then, it's affected my credit and everything else. But I'm working on that one. As a delivery driver, we provide a great service. As a person myself that suffers from PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, that I that happened to me when I was in the service. I was part of the United States Army at one point in my life. Then I got injured, blew out my knees, fractured everything below the waist, there's two vertebrae, fractured my left wrist. Since then I've had four knee surgeries. Still waiting to have a wrist surgery. When I hit 65, I'll have a hip replacement, right knee replacements. And then, like my kids make a joke about, I will be the bionic man. But, also in the free time that I have, or get a moment to think for myself, I do something smart and I'm a writer. So one of the smart things I do is, no matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm doing, whenever I get inspired to do something, I text my email. Different ideas I have for whatever story that I'm writing at the time. Do something to inspire. Inspire others. I've met a few other people who like to write. I've read their works. I've edited their works. I've worked unofficially as an editor. Some people use different ethnic words that the rest of us probably wouldn't understand. So when I was editing this last book from this amazing writer, we're going to call her T. Washington. And she wrote this amazing story called Hidden Killers. And I'm hoping she finishes it someday so I can finish editing it and maybe make her famous because she deserves to be famous. I originally, when I was working on my, my books, that I wanted to use a synonym. Like, Stephen King used one when he first started out. 
nobody knew who Stephen King was. So he used the name Richard Bachman. Which made him pretty famous. His stories went on. He still writes. He's a great writer. Matter of fact, the first time I wrote a story, I was in a typing class, supposed to be doing that, you know, T, 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 space, T, T, T. Instead, I sat there and wrote a story. The teacher failed me in that class, though. But she said my work was profound. The story I wrote was amazing. Do I still have that story today? No, I do not have that story today. But she told me then, and even at the age of 45, when I'm finishing up some of my greatest works that I'll ever make at my old age, she said I could be the next Stevie King. I told her I don't want to be the next Stevie King. She said, why not? I said, because I want to be the next me. In life, my heroes have been great men. My father is one of them. I don't want to, as a writer, be famous. I just want my works to be known. I don't want a heavy following. I don't want the, the fame. Because with fame, you got people outside your window taking pictures of you in your personal life. I want to be able to write and be anonymous is what I planned. But then my father mentioned to me that our last name is profound. Our last name is strong. Our last name in French means finds things well. For some reason, I am good at tracking things down. I go out of my way for all people. People will crap on me and crap on me, but I will still go out of my way to help them. I was told that I'm too nice. I'm not too nice. I'm not nice at all from what my staff tells me, the people I work with. In my past, I have been called an arrogant ass. Arrogant is not, I mean, it's like they say that I mean, I said no, I'm unique and one of a kind. There will never be anyone like me. My, I don't have a, one of the only people on the planet without a belief system. Belief systems get you nowhere. I'll come back to you after this quick break. Yeah, this is the most interesting part is waiting for these orders. So much fun. I'm at Sonic waiting for an order. I'm on a double order right now, which pays really well. After this, I'm going to go run home, maybe play some Call of Duty tonight. 
and gonna stop at Walmart and buy some groceries. Gotta have some food, you know. Moving soon to one of those new high-tech apartments. Kind of cool. Yeah, when I first started this, I didn't know what I wanted to do for a podcast. Because I'm not the type of person who likes to talk a lot. But I do like to have fun. And this seemed like a good outlet. I think a lot of people will be psyched when they hear my story. It's a pretty easy story. I'm just so good at so many things, I don't know where, what I want to do. Like, I work as a manager in a restaurant. I do deliveries for DoorDash, GovHub, Postmates, Instacart, and a company called Fast Guys. In case you never heard of them. Also, I work as a music promoter for un underground bands. I like the whole underground sound before they become like all corporatized. We don't like those corporatized uh, music groups. Uh, what else do I? I also have a few partners. We do a lot of vinyl stickers. If anybody's interested in vinyl stickers. We do that. The company is called Eagle Touch Vinyl. It can be found on Facebook. Um, what else? I think that's about it. Plus this podcast and writing. I don't do much. People ask me what I do when I'm off work. That's the thing. I'm never off work. I'm always working just who I am. On average, I work about 20 hours a day. I sleep for maybe four. And they're not always back-to-back -back hours. Sometimes it's like I get home, fall asleep about 2 a.m., wake up at 4 a.m., and then I take a nap at like 9 a.m. until about 10 or 11, and then I get up and go to my day job. Hello everybody, welcome back to Mad Dasher. How was your day going? My day is going interesting. So I'm glad you're still following along. You know, something's been weighing on my mind lately. I've been working on this book and this chapter I wrote really, a phrase from it really, really stuck with me. And the phrase was that a nurse during a, a group therapy session asked the main character how he felt. And his response was really dark, but very strong. His response was that he feels like he's dead already and that he's just waiting for someone to pull the trigger, tighten the noose, or just insert the knife. I thought it was a pretty strong statement. I liked it. 
but that's me. I like a lot of dark, humorous literature. I've even wrote some poetry in my day that was pretty dark. That's won many, many awards. You know, and all this darkness I have inside comes from the PTSD that I sustained of being in the military. And since I had an accident in the military, I uh, have been emotionally numb. Let me explain to you. Everybody's like, well, don't, don't that make you a sociopath? No. Just means I don't get upset over little things, manual things that are not very important to me. It's I have weird behaviors. Like I can like see a car accident, and instead of being like everybody else, curious. For some reason, I laugh. I think it's hilarious. But I don't think about it during the situation. During that mo very moment that it's happening. So, like, I could be watching TV and for no reason, I just start crying. It's uncontrollable. It just happens. Usually it's during a sad moment, during some TV show. Like, I used to watch a lot of TV with my ex-wife. We'd watch, like, Grey's Anatomy together, and there was always a sad moment. And for no reason, I would cry. Of course, she called me goo. But I'm not a very sentimental person. Like everybody's like, oh, that child's cute. I'm like, it's a child. Not very cute. One of my opinion, at least. But, it, things are what they are. It's kind of weird when you're like emotionally damaged. Or even physically damaged. that there are moments where you want to be normal like everybody else but you just aren't like I don't pick up on the cues that something's not funny or I, I have the hardest time with sarcasm I don't always pick it up when it's going on like sometimes I just think people are being mean and hurtful and they're just like joking around and being playful. I don't always catch the hints. Just like I don't always understand some of the things I say and do hurt others. Of course this would explain why I'm single now and divorced for the second time. I heard that I was a very caring person before I went into the military and then at, when I came home I was different. Less caring. 
less thoughtful. So, even though I make money doing deliveries, to me, I kind of feel like I'm providing a public service. And like Hercules, paying my um, my karma by performing tasks. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Um, as I'm getting close, I think, to wrapping up my first novel, which is going to be part of a series called The Blood Garden, the first book is called Echoes of Silence. It's kind of a impressionist in a way. It has to do with a little bit about uh, PTSD, a little bit. Is something I know well, but in the gist of the story, a man comes home from war, and he uh, sort of uh, blacks out and ends up in a coma for so many months, almost a year goes by before he wakes up. And when he wakes up, he's in a, in a mental hospital. And he's seeing delusional things going on. And then he's confronted by his, his brother-in-law, which his brother-in-law tells him that he murdered his whole family except for his son. So his wife and daughter were murdered by him. And he don't believe it. And he has no memory of his family. He has no memory of his wife, his daughter, or his son. He doesn't know why he's in the mental hospital at that time but I also make a lot of references to famous literature like um, Alice in Wonderland there's a few references in that but the Blood Garden series pretty much takes place the concept of it is what happened to the Garden of Eden. And it follows the story of a game set forth as a bet between God and Lucifer. And in the end, one side will prevail. And there will be a victor. God or Lucifer will win the bet. Now, these tasks that Hercules performed were actual tasks of, of honor and courage. 
and his tasks were set forth to help him become more moral again after he he went crazy from a spell and murdered his family his wife and his children so as a punishment Zeus gave him these tasks to do that are of a moral fiber type situation They were meant to help him become moral again. To become a caring person and so on. Someone asked me a while back what kind of writer I wanted to be. I want to be known for my work, but not famous. I don't seek fame and fortune. I don't want fame and fortune. I want to be able to have my life outside of what I'm working on. But also throughout history, there's been many writers of a similar story. A lot of uh, novelists have re referred to Eden as the Bleeding Garden. But in my uh, version of, of the garden, it becomes more of a, a war zone, a battlefield, and that men in this, men, women, children, don't go directly to heaven, they don't go directly to hell, but they end up choosing a path. Some, the, ch the path is chosen for them, and some enter the, the arena of the garden to fight for their very souls with different outcomes. Well, hello, welcome to another episode of Mad Dasher. Today, I want to talk about something that's been kind of bothering me. Is the word friend. I mean, it's a confusing concept to me because I see people around me that are friendly to people when they're there. But when that person's not there, they talk so much shit about them and put them down behind their back. But yeah, they will go out and hang out with this person, party with this person, get drunk with this person, get high with this person. But the moment this person's not there, they're saying what a worthless piece of shit they are. I'm trying to understand that. I mean, because I'm the type of person, when I'm being somebody's friend, I go out of my way for them, but seeing this behavior out of other people I know makes me question what people actually say about me when I'm not there, and I would love to like plant a like tape recorder or something someplace, or a hidden microphone 
to hear what people actually say about me when I'm not around. I just, I mean, I, I don't get the concept. I've even seen couples talk badly about each other when the other couple, I mean, the other person in the couple is not there. Like when they're there, oh, she is the sweetest, amazing girlfriend. The moment she's not in the equation, it's, oh my God, she's such a bitch sometimes. I just can't put up with her shit all the fucking time. But then, you, you know, you switch roles and, oh, he's, he's the best boyfriend ever. He's the best husband ever. But the moment they're not there, you're like, this person's a fucking shithead. This person goes out of their way to talk shit all the time about you. See, I was in a, in a group like that before. I would hang out with, like, one of them, and they would, like, trash their what they called the best friend. And then when the best friend was there and the other person wasn't, they would bash their other friend. And then if there was like a group of six and five of them were there and the sixth one was not there they're saying how worthless that person is how lazy that person is how they're drained on everybody emotionally and physically and financially and that they wish they would just like disappear I mean I have people who say this shit to my face that I'm stupid, I'm worthless. I mean, I already, you know, say this stuff to myself every damn day. At times I feel like I'm a failure in life. I I, I don't want to achieve things. I, I have no interest of getting ahead in this world. I'm okay with just getting by working hard just making enough to pay the bills and have just just a little extra I don't need a lot I don't need fancy cars I don't need expensive jewelry I don't need a big mansion hell if I became like a famous writer I would still live a modest life I would have a small house since it's just me I wouldn't have no young 20 year old girlfriend who was a gold digger leeching off me I would be content with being me and being alone hell if I get lonely there's cold showers hell I'm a big advocate prostitution I think it's okay it's like the oldest profession in the world but I don't need a significant other I don't need those stresses I mean I'm okay with like casual hookup from a dating site something that's like a, a one-time thing and you never see them again I'm okay with that as long as condoms are used and everybody's being protected and 
everybody's feelings aren't hurt at the end of it. Like I said before, I'm a blunt person. A lot of times I have to bite my tongue because I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I was raised to practice what is called tact. T-A-C-T. It's where you you lie to somebody to spare their feelings. Like, say your girlfriend walks in the room and asks you, do these pants make my ass look big? No, honey, you look beautiful and amazing. Us guys know, personally, that's a loaded question. And we know what the right answer is. And we're going to lie to you. We're going to tell you you look amazing no matter what you're wearing, what you look like. You're amazing. I, on occasion, when I've been in a bad mood or arguing with whoever I was with, a significant other, say they pissed me off that day when they came in the room and they say, hey, honey, did... Do these pants make my ass look big? I'll be like, no. Your big ass makes your big ass look big. A lot of people do not want honesty. They want you to tell them what they want to hear. Whether it's the truth or not the truth. When you're in a relationship, your significant other wants you to let them know that they are the center of your universe. Hell, you can tell, be an honest person, go, no, you're not the center of my universe. I'm the center of my universe. But then you're called conceited, uh, conceited or stuck up or snobbish. I've been called all of those. I believe in simple things. I'll tell you what, girls. Guys are simple creatures. There are only a few things we need in life. First of them, food. Second of all, sex. And on occasion, a third one, great conversation with another person. Men are not detail-oriented. Like, I used to hear this all the time from my significant other. I'd come home, and they're like, how was your day? Well, not too bad. Now, my, my friend Johnny, he's having issues. He was having a bad day. Well, what happened to his bad day? Well, he got divorced today. Why did he get divorced? I don't know. I didn't ask him that. That's not my job to take care of him and his needs. Women will get mad at you if you do not know the details to that story. Guys, it's point A, point B, done. With women more, it's you got point A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way up to Z. They want the details. They want 
the whole story. When I come home, I'm like, oh yeah, Johnny got divorced today. Why? I have no clue. I don't know what happened in his divorce. I don't care. Men are not sensitive to other men's needs. We have no interest in other men's needs. Men are selfish creatures. In, in just like in, in relationships. If a woman lets a man think he is the center of the universe, he is the king of his castle, things go a lot smoother because men have egos. And the, the moment you put us in our place or emasculate us in some way, shit starts going downhill. Things start getting bad. I mean, I know this from personal experience. I was married to someone who was very competitive. I'm not a competitive person at all, one bit. I can care less on competitiveness. Will I gloat if I do better than somebody? Sure. And the people that piss me off the most are the people that gotta correct every little thing about you. Like say you're from the south and you use the word y'all. You always got that one jackass in the group that has to point out it's not y'all, it's you all. Motherfucker, if I wanted your, your English, I would have spoke your English the first time. Things like that are not that fucking complicated. Matter of fact, I believe it says in, in my bio, under languages that I speak, one was English, one was bad English, and one is really fucking bad English. So if you come at me with anything else, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Guys have their language and they're simple. A woman asks you where you want to go for dinner, trick question. Because the right answer is where she wants to go. She just wants you to play a guessing game. Because like you were like, so honey, where would you like to go for dinner? I don't know. Where would you like to go? What, what are you in the mood for? I don't know. You pick. Guys don't want to hear that shit. They want you to say, hey, I'm in the mood for tacos. Let's go to Taco Bell. Men are simple. Where you want to go for dinner? Well, I'm feeling like I can go for some Chinese or some tacos or, or a burger. I'm a simple person. You take me anywhere, I will find something on the goddamn fucking menu and I will order it. I will find something I like. And if it's not something I've ever had before, I will try something new. I'm all about new. 
Hell, when I go into a gas station and I see a new candy bar, I will try that motherfucking candy bar. Hell, this morning I had one. It was a Kit Kat and it tasted like birthday cake. I was all about that damn birthday cake. And I don't know if you guys ever heard of Frill. Frill is a smoothie company. They have big machines in some gas stations. You put the little cup in the in the holder, it moves up into a blender, and it blends it for you. And it comes back down. You can have it thick, medium, or not, or less thick. And you can have it so you can drink it, or you can have it where you can eat it with a spoon. For some of them, I would suggest thick, especially when you get like the Sour Patch Kid ones, which is my favorite. But then if you get into like anything that's like says protein, I would go medium. So otherwise, you ain't going to be able to suck that shit through a fucking straw. It ain't happening. Uh, where was I the other day? The other day, I stopped somewhere and I saw a hazelnut Snickers. I tried that damn Snickers. And then a while back, I wasn't paying attention. I was in the mood for a bottle of water. Did not read the label. Did not realize nowadays you can get water that is caffeinated. I could not close my eyes that night. I could not fall asleep because I drank that bottle of water. It had so much caffeine in it that I could not come down. But, you know. What else? Um... Have you noticed how restaurants are changing? Like, about 10, 20 years ago, Taco Bell had an easy menu. Nowadays, almost everything on the goddamn menu has rice in it. I cannot find a burrito on there that don't have rice. When... I worked in the fast food industry and I worked at Taco Bell. We had simple things like you got a Frito burrito. It had chili, had Fritos, and cheese. Now it has Fritos, cheese, sauce, and rice. I don't want rice in every goddamn burrito. Ever since the whole Atkins thing started like 20 years ago, this country has been insane over being healthy. Hell, even Burger King came out with a fry that was less calories than regular fries. Called Satis Fries. I don't see how they were any different because they're fried in the same fucking grease that you're frying regular fries in and chicken and all kinds of stuff. Now, if it had its own, like new oil that they were frying it in and it made a difference, it doesn't. Otherwise, you're just eating a fucking chemical-induced potato that's supposed to give you less calories. And hate to tell you this, people, but at least for the last, like, 25 years, they have not had real beef in a lot of these companies. Burger King... It says they use 100% beef. They do not. 
it's called the, you know, the pink goo. If you watch any how it's made scenario things, McDonald's uses the same crap. It's a soybean in beef broth. That's all it is. Taco Bell got busted for it. They said that they had, theirs was, they were claiming it was 100% beef. Find out later on, it was like 6% beef. The rest of it was soy. Don't let these companies lie to you. A lot of them use chemicals in their food to make you crave their food. McDonald's did it for years. Their burgers and their chicken nuggets tasted crappy. But this chemical they put in there made you crave it. Made you want it. You didn't necessarily need it, but you wanted it. And that's another word I want to discuss, need. I hear that from a lot of people, especially my own children. They will come into the house. They will say, Dad, I need this, this, and this. And you know what my answer is, my response is? First of all, what you need to do is go back out that door, shut that door, come back in that door, and use the words, please and thank you. Do not come to me and says I need because I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, you do not need it. You may want it, but you don't need it. Well, we'll be back after a break. Okay, let's get back on this topic about friends. You know, since I'm now emotionally damaged and mentally damaged, I'm trying to learn what it's like to be human again to feel what other people feel understand people's emotions I don't always like pick up on sarcasm so I never know when people are being serious with me and when they're joking around or if they're just being mean but still I enjoy you know Watching and learning how others react to help me remember what it's like to be normal. To not feel numb all the time emotionally. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm depressed like most of the time. I mean, every day I wake up and I tell myself how much I hate myself that I'm not a good person and other people see me in that light that I'm not a good person it doesn't really bother me it doesn't really affect me at the end of the day I am who I'm going to be who I want to be and who I'm trying to be I'm still a traditional person. So what I mean by that is like, say I'm walking up to a store and I see an old lady with a walker. I will go up and just open the door for her and be a gentleman. A lot of the time I see everything in black and white I don't always see shades of gray. 
I don't always see good and bad things. I try to see the positive in things, even though, you know, every day I hear from everybody the most negative things. Like, I'll come into work and they're like, oh, hopefully tonight's not like last night. Last night was crap. We were busy. I want us to be busy and steady, but not overwhelming busy. Because when we're overwhelming busy, my employees like to complain a lot. There's a lot of whining. And if I send someone home early, why why couldn't it be me? If I ask them to do something, why why does it have to be me? Why can't it be Joe Smo over there? Well, Joe Smo over there is working really hard already. He's out there cleaning. I don't have to ask him to do anything. He just does it. Those are the employees I like. The employees that I don't prefer are the ones where they're just standing around on their cell phones. Mainly teenagers, but you get a few 20 year olds and 30 year olds that do the same thing. Everybody's on social media these days. Everybody's on Twitter and Snapchat and Facebook while they're at work. I'm not, you know, necessarily that kind of person. Every once in a while, I'll check those things. I mean, I want to see how I'm rating as as a podcaster. And yes, folks, I haven't moved to my new location yet. So I still do my podcast from my car because I have a roommate who's very, very loud. Like the other night I came home He's got a few people over, everybody's drunk, everybody's being loud. I mean, it was bad enough I got home around 2 o'clock in the morning. I had to sit up and babysit these people until like 4 o'clock in the morning when I said, you know what, just go to his room, I'll walk each one of you in there and you can crash on his floor. They did that. They went, they passed out, things were good. And then my alarm clock went off at 10 a.m. And I knew it was time to get up again, start another day. But I try to do like daily affirmations for myself. Like I'll get up in the morning, I'll go jump in the shower after shaving. And yes, I do shampoo and condition my beard. Because I want it to be soft. And it is always soft. But let's move on from that. One of the first things I do after I shave and shower. Is while I'm standing there drying off. Putting on deodorant. I'm looking in the mirror. And I have to say to myself every day. Just to motivate myself. I have to say you are a good person and today you are going to do good things. I also found in life it is good to learn one new thing every day. No matter what it is, one new thing. 
And sometimes it's good to teach one new thing to someone else. Like, I have this young lady who works on my team. And the other day, it came out of my head for some reason. When I was talking to her, I called her Morgan Le Fay. For all you do not know who Morgan Le Fay was, Morgan Le Fay is a fictional character in the book of King Arthur and his knights. I know some of you don't know who King Arthur is, but if you're a big Disney fan, you have seen Sword in the Stone. If you're an older generation like myself, you have seen the movie called Excalibur, or you've seen the King Arthur stories that they have recently, or Arthur and Merlin. It just saddens me, saddens me to no point, no end, that these kids are taking English literature classes, but they're not reading greats like King Arthur and His Knights, A Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, I think is what it's called. We were forced to read Animal Farm. There is great literature out there. I mentioned that I was a big fan of Stephen King. One of my employees told me that they found Stephen King to be boring and dry. I'm like, I understand a lot of Stephen King books start off really, really slow. And then they progress and then there's action. This younger generation want the action at the beginning, boring parts in the middle, and action parts at the end with a big climax. I don't understand that part of it. I mean, I don't even write like that. My stories start off slow and progress and progress and end with a big climax and teasers and, and things left open. I don't think there should ever be an end to a story. Just like a lot of people are big fans of Harry Potter. I think they could have went further with it. Would have been more interesting. Hell, I would have loved to seen a sequel to Ender's Game. I mean, because in case anybody don't know, I think there's about 14 books to Ender's Game. Where he goes on and travels the universe. But, you know, literature is not the way it was when I was younger. There were great writers like Clyde Barker, Stephen King, um, just to name a few. I've even read a lot of poetry, like Robert Frost is a great one. Edgar Allan Poe was amazing. Even though a lot of young people today cannot stand or understand Shakespeare, Shakespeare is, is a great, great, great writer. A little misunderstood. Of course, in his, his stories, there's a lot of, you know, incest and murder and suicide. 
but there's purposes behind it all. I mean, to understand how they spoke during his time. Kind of reveals like how we speak during our time. Hell, we went from uh, communicating with pictures to communicating with pictures again using emojis while we text message. I've never really understood that kind of stuff. I'm not big into text messaging. I think it's impersonal. I would prefer to use a cell phone for what it's meant to be, a phone. You call someone up, you ask them how their day is doing. Because I didn't realize when you use capital letters all in one word, you're screaming at somebody. Never understood that. I was just using words and I used capital letters in certain words to hyphenate them. I didn't know it was a meaning of excitement or anger or hostility. But, you know, I work in, in a business where it's a sit down restaurant and my favorite part is watching people. Trying to determine what's going on with these people. Like when I was talking about earlier, a couple came in for lunch and the couple, the, the guy's like, here's my card, I'm paying for lunch. And the girl got upset and handed her card and said, split the ticket. Made no sense to me. If someone's gonna buy you lunch, let them buy you lunch. But there's a misconception that, you know, if, if the guy buys lunch, he's trying to emasculate you as a woman. And if a woman does it, she's emasculating a man. I'm sorry, but if you take me out for lunch and you decide you're going to pay for lunch, I'm going to let you pay for lunch. I'm not going to argue about it. I'm not going to fight with you on it. I want you to do the right thing from the beginning. We'll return in a bit.